Hi there, it's me, Jen, and you're listening to StarCast. Every week on StarCast, you're going to get the astrological insight that you need to navigate your way through life. This means I'm going to tell you where the planets are in the sky and what that means for us. I guess to explain myself more clearly, I'm going to be your translator of the cosmos. I know that might not sound like a real job, but it's one I've been learning to do for a very long time. I've studied evolutionary astrology, shamanic astrology, and now more recently, archetypal astrology. I give readings to people all over the world, as well as I teach people how to become astrologers. But you can find all that out on my website at jenantel.com. Also make sure you follow me on Instagram at jenantelastrology. And yes, my last name is like Ant Hill, but it's without the H. Okay, so what makes my work unique is that I'm a sidereal astrologer. This means that I base my astrological practice on where the planets actually are in the sky. Sidereal astrology accounts for the progression and the movement of our solar system. The planets are not fixed and stagnant beings, but their placement moves and changes over time. Sidereal astrology takes this movement into account. If you've never heard of sidereal astrology before, don't worry, you can watch a quick video about it on my website. Again, jenantel.com. Also, there's going to be many more conversations to come about sidereal astrology, but basically it means I'm different than your average astrologer. Along with giving you weekly planetary forecasts, I'm also going to add in insights and thoughts that have to do with deepening into our emotional and mental health. The planets are constantly supporting us and calling us toward transformation. I want to help you all understand how to best navigate that transformation for your own life. I also have a background in shamanic counseling, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in depth psychology. That sounds kind of fancy, right? So basically me and the emotional world, we go way back. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know how this goes, right? The more reviews you leave, the more people get to listen to StarCast. If you follow the link on my website to leave a review, you're automatically going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your inner transformation. They're going to be sent right to your inbox, like right now. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome to a bonus episode of StarCast. I recorded the first episode on the solar eclipse and the new moon, and then something really wild happened. And I thought the only way that I know how to be with this in this moment is to tell the story. And so we are going to tell you the story as it kind of weaves into the solar eclipse and this intense energy that we're in the midst of. And by we, I mean myself and my fiance, Heather Shepard. Hey. <laughs> Heather's here. And uh, we're coming at you with this story that just happened last night, uh, June 8th. So about, I'd say about almost 24 hours before the exact solar eclipse happened. Mm. And again, if you haven't listened to the first episode all about the solar eclipse and the new moon, I would highly encourage you to 
just listen to that before you listen to this story. And um, remembering that the solar eclipse is in this kind of Scorpio-Taurus axis of intensity <laughs> and literally the energy of the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Like things being burned down, being burned away so that we can start something new, so that we can undergo transformation and alchemy and step into uh, a new part of our life. So do you want to start the story? <laughs> uh, sure. <clears throat> um, last night, something interesting happened. I was just finishing up work, and I saw um, my neighbor outside kind of somebody running to her house, and I could tell something was off. And uh, so I opened the window, and I, I kind of yelled out. I was like, hey, is... Is something wrong? Is everything okay? And they're like, no, there's there's a fire. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, there's a fire just up the hill. It was literally maybe 300 yards or less from our house. And um, and so Jen, Jen was in, in session, so she didn't really know what was going on. And I was, I was not. So I kind of witnessed this whole thing from the window, and so... I go outside and the forest is blazing. <laughs> so I so I grab my shovel and <laughs> run into mm. the fire. Mm. And this is how it all began <laughs> last night. Um Yeah, so Heather and I were kind of having um, separate experiences because I was with a client and um, I could hear kind of the commotion outside and, you know, our dog was barking and then I started to hear like fire engines and ambulances and I was like, oh man, I, I thought maybe someone had um, like passed out on the trail or maybe they were really dehydrated because we live in the desert and it's super hot here right now. We're in like the, the really the, the heart of summer. You know, the yeah. beginning of the heat of summer in, yeah. in the desert. And, I mean, it's like, it's been 100 degrees. Yeah. And, and for, for people who don't know where we live, we, we literally live on the edge of a national forest. Mm. And there's hiking trails that um, go throughout the national forest there. Just, you know, literally three steps from our house, it starts. And um, so there's a lot of, there, there's not a lot, but there's some people who walk through those paths every day um mm. so this is, is it's not like we're in the middle of a neighborhood it's like we're on the edge of the neighborhood on the edge of the national forest we're, we're like the last house mm. up against the national forest so um so this was very uh close to our home we were literally would be the first home that would burn if the fire uh got to our house which it didn't which we're very thankful for. So, I mean, I'm kind of on a cliffhanger here because as you grabbed the shovel and went up to the fire, like, <laughs> felt like lead us into that part. Um, so I grabbed the shovel and run up the hill to the fire. And um, there were two other neighbors there. Um, and so... We were up there with our shovels and literally just 
the the dirt, the soil here, it's it's not soil. We can't call it that. It's literally sandy clay like dirt. Yeah, red dirt. Yeah. Sedona red clay dirt. Yeah. So we're scooping it up and putting it on the fire. We have there's junipers that are just lit up like Christmas trees. They're they're just blazing. The cactus are are catching on fire around it. Um <clears throat> if the fire were to spread, it would go into this thicker forest. So when it started, it was kind of on the outside of the forest, like on the on the edge. And so we were trying to stop it before it got into the thick of the forest and before it started to spread down to the homes. So I'm just going around and as fast as I can shoveling dirt on, on the fire. And it was like this very sudden, unexpected blaze. Um you look out if you look out your window and see the trees the forest on fire right outside your home it's like holy shit like this is a real thing and it immediately puts you into how do I save at least I went to how do I save my home how do Mm -hmm. I save my family because for those of you who know any uh, about forest fires they can spread very fast and so, um, so it was literally this, this, uh, frantic, like, effort to put out all these, all these little fires, or I should say some were big, some were small, hmm. but uh, to put out all these fires to try and stop the spread, save the forest, save my family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you talk about it, it's it's literally like a life and death situation. Like we're in the midst of the Scorpio archetype of like this is life and death, right? <laughs> like either the valley burns or right. it doesn't. Yeah. Either there's complete devastation or, you know, there's some sort of stopping that devastation from really spreading into the valley, which you guys did. Yeah, and the funny thing was the the how the fire was positioned the firefighters fighters couldn't really get to it mm. um i mean they could if they literally just walked up the path but there was no they couldn't get their water to it they couldn't get their trucks to it it was literally in the middle of the forest so they were having a hard time getting to the fire and so it was an odd experience where it was like literally we we have to do this or else who nobody else is going to do it like no no one no one's really helping um they eventually found their way there but that was like that was really an interesting experience cuz you're kind of like um where's the people who know how to put out fires cuz that's is not my strong point although you have said you wanted to be a firefighter in the past yeah probably set that one up (laughs) but I now would not be a firefighter because I I actually enjoyed it's a horrible experience you never want to put out a fire but I enjoyed being able to put out the fire like like I need some kind of um Mm -hmm. I like extreme situations like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I didn't like like today I get I'm having trouble breathing and and I'm coughing a lot so it's like I wouldn't be in that situation because of all the smoke but it's, um, I like being able to help. 
Yeah, so. you like the intensity. Yeah. You like to feel like you can protect something. Yeah. You like to feel like you're taking care of your family and Absolutely. your community. And the environment. And the environment. So what is that? I mean, what does that make you think of in your chart? Because it makes me think of a couple things in your chart. Are we talking about the Scorpio Taurus axis or it can be anything that you think of. So it makes me think of a lot of things, uh, but one that stands out is my son in the 11th, which is all mm. about the community. Mm. I think it could also be about the environment and caring about the environment and um, your surrounding environment. Yeah, really any kind of like activism or humanitarian kind of work. Yeah, because it's all, it's the Aquarian house, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess I think of that. I think about that and I think about, um, you know, there was community involvement. The firefighters didn't show up till basically we had the fire controlled. Um, and so there was people in the community that a few of us who came up, all women, mind you, <laughs> and um, basically uh, contained the fire. And so it was a it was a community it wasn't you know it was a it was a few of us up there, you know, doing this. The other the other girl was interesting. She has a son in Aquarius. I don't know about the other lady, but mm. there was at least two son in Aquariuses there. Mm. I think about your um, your Jupiter Uranus in Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather has Jupiter conjunct, meaning they're sitting right next to each other. Jupiter conjunct Uranus in Scorpio in the. 10th or the 9th in your new chart um i actually so capricorn in the 11th i think it would be the 8th then no so, so wait we're figuring out um heather's new chart because she got a new birth time that was accurate that we hadn't known about in like 10 years yeah of reading her chart so um sag in the 10th and scorpio in the 9th so Jupiter Uranus conjunct in Scorpio in your ninth. Uh-huh. Right. And then Taurus in your third. Uh-huh. So I think about Jupiter Uranus conjunct being this incredible um force. First of all, it's just like a force of energy. It's like a it's like a burst. It's like a huge powerful energy of um guiding the way, leading the way. And creating um, really different kinds of situations, being in the new, being in the exotic, like being in the depths of some really intense situations that really shake you up, right? That you're honest, that really are like surprising and unexpected, but also leading the way around that. I mean, you were really um, leading the way last night in terms of being part of the shockingness the surprise of it all and being on the front lines of it mm. yeah so i mean i also think you know when there's a fire maybe some of the first things that people think about are like hey what would i save if the fire reached my house if the house burned down you know like what would i save it just made me so much think about that taurian 
um, element of like what's valuable to us. And our neighbors were literally stuffing their RV full of their valuables. They were yeah. getting ready to like maybe have to, you know, vacate and leave. And they were <laughs> putting everything that they held so dear into their RV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in, after I got out of my um, my session, I kind of ran outside because I, I knew something was happening and I just saw the, the hill on fire. <laughs> I saw the mountain on fire. And I mean, I've never seen a fire that close in person. Definitely never been a, had a fire close to my house. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if, if Heather's anywhere, she's probably in the heart of that fire. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I did. So I I also really wanted to know where you were and, like, find you and see that you were okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, so I ran up towards the fire and was calling for you and then it eventually found you mm-hmm. and found you guys shoveling mm-hmm. <laughs> the fire. Mm-hmm. And kind of got a, a sense of what was going on. Yeah. And uh, I think it was just a really shocking situation. Mm-hmm. And um, there was so much. I felt like the energy was just so heightened last night. Yeah. So, so intense. Much. Yeah. And uh, eventually the firefighters came. Not that they were even all that helpful per se. But they kind of came and then <laughs> eventually the situation kind of quieted down. But you guys were really on the front lines of it. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. It was, mm. uh, I'll never forget that experience. Um, you know, that's a once in a lifetime experience, I think. Mm. Uh, it's crazy that it happened on the this kind of timeline with, Everything going on in the sky and the, with the sun and the solstice coming up. It's like mm. so much letting go, uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we'll also maybe be processing this experience for a <laughs> while. And mm-hmm. not that it has to mean something, but maybe it means something. And I wonder, like, because the first thing you said when I got up there was like, how about this for a sign, babe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like, how can, it has to be so symbolic. Anytime you have a major event like that, a tsunami, a hurricane, um, um, a storm comes and takes your, your power out for a week, an ice storm, uh, a fire, where I always go to. One, how to, how, of course, we got to navigate how to deal with this, like, day-to-day. But also, what's the symbology here? It's, those are such strong symbols, I think. Yeah. So for you, like, what, what is fire? <laughs> fire is, it's all about transformation. It's, like, literally a death. Mm. Like, you can never get that back. mm you can never get that thing back. It's it's burned down to its its ashes, mm. and now there's going to be new growth. Mm. There's there's going to be new growth, a new growth forest. It's 
you're going to start off with a little sprout and then a baby tree and then <laughs> you know it takes a while to get to maturity so it's like a total burning down to its ashes and creating soil for the new rebirth. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think about this on like a couple levels. One, like a very, very personal level for us individually, our relationship, what's happening for us with housing right now. Um, you know, for those of you who maybe don't know, um, Heather and I have been really like looking for a, a stable home that we can really root into for a year and a half now. And um, we've done some important work in the past couple of weeks to really get clear about wanting to be in Sedona and being here and staying here and rooting in here. And, and finding a home has been a bit challenging for us. But other aspects have been incredibly supportive, like particularly the community here mm-hmm. and the land yeah. here. And being on in the national forest, basically, <laughs> right now. But for us, I don't know. I think it symbolized a couple of things, and I just want to speak to those for a minute. One, like, yeah, the fire has such like a cleansing energy to it, and it for me, it like brings into focus what's really important. And in that moment, like, I I didn't even think about the house. I mean, I thought about our dog that was, but I knew our house was was okay for the moment the only thing I was thinking about was where you were Mm. and so for me the the Taurus Scorpio axis is in my first and my seventh house me (laughs) and my relationship so for me it really highlighted the importance of knowing where you were knowing you were safe and also it's so wild maybe not wild but it makes sense because we were just talking about this yesterday of like what it feels like for you to be able to protect mm. our relationship, to protect me, to protect our our family, and that you really love the role of being able to be the protector. But you weren't quite sure if you were able to protect me in the ways that you always wanted because sometimes I'm so self-sufficient <laughs> and independent that I don't always let that in. That's right, yeah. And then last night, you literally had to protect our house from being burned. (laughs) That was wild. I know. It was almost like this initiation into like, what is it for you to be the protector? And what is it me for? What is it to me to allow myself to be protected? Because that's not always a very comfortable place for me. Yeah. If ever a comfortable place for me. Right. (laughs) And so it was like we, I'm like, we were literally talking about it that morning. And we talked about it in therapy. Yeah. And then this crazy situation happened. Like only a few hours later. And it was almost like for us personally, this, this solar eclipse, this new moon of like really solidifying or, or bringing into light like some things that have really been in the shadows, right? If we're thinking about the scorpionic archetypes, like, What's been in the shadows? What's been unseen? What's been kept secret and hidden? Uh, and Heather and I have had a, a long-standing dynamic in our relationship of um, both of us being pretty independent and pretty self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us being healers and working with clients and holding that kind of space for other people. Um, it's, a, it's a growing edge for us to really 
speak to how we need each other and let each other protect one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else about that? Well, we just manifested that real quick. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally you couldn't, you didn't know what was going on. You literally couldn't come help the situation. Right. And I didn't disturb, I didn't, like, I wasn't going to knock on the door and say, hey, there's a fire. <laughs> because um, I didn't know the extent of it, and I thought, well, I'm just going to go take care of it. So. And you did. Yeah. And And that was, that's been hard for me to not to have been able to, like, be on the front lines with you was really challenging for me. You like being on the front lines with me? I like being on the front lines with you. <laughs> Maybe we should be emergency room doctors. <laughs> you want to quit our jobs and start? Yeah. Going yeah. to med school. <laughs> <laughs> we would never yeah. last. <laughs> we would be kicked out the first day. That's true. I love being on the front lines with you and also – think what I'm saying is that I'm not sure what this experience means yet but in part it's a deep practice like a deep practice for me of letting go and allowing you to allowing myself to be protected and not have to be on the front lines which is a really uncomfortable place for me to be Mm, well I'll be on the front lines for you any day (laughs) (laughs) so I got you. Yeah. And I I also just want to speak to like, it also feels like a collective experience as well and a communal experience for the community, like our direct community and our collective of like, if we use the fire as a symbol for this time, the clarifying, the burning away, the new growth, like it's exactly what eclipse season is. Uh Uh-huh. It's an intensifying of the energies. It's a it's a bringing out of the shadows and it's a bringing things into the light. <laughs> and uh, and it, especially with this eclipse season, like asking ourselves what we deeply value, and shining the light on the hidden places. And for me, this particular solar eclipse and new moon is right on my Chiron. Shining, <laughs> shining a light on the pain, the discomfort, the places that are hard for me. Mm-hmm. Right, my Chiron's in Taurus uh, on my ascendant. And so this eclipse really highlighting those uncomfortable, awkward, shifty places in me that I want to move out of and asking me to, to sink deeper into into healing and into being with the discomfort and to allowing, in this case, allowing myself to feel what it is to to be protected. And can I trust that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're right on track. <laughs> you're right on target here. Well, <laughs> we wanted to share this story with you guys. It just felt so potent and so timely that it just felt like it really wanted to be shared. And I pulled a card this morning on the fire, about the fire. And I don't know if you guys know this deck, but it's the archetype archetype deck by Kim Kranz. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So it's, it's like great. our favorite deck we've ever used. And we've used a lot of decks. A lot. <laughs> but the card I pulled was Apocalypsis. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to read it. 
as maybe a, a an ending and also um just kind of a an initiation for all of us on this solar eclipse apocalypsis indicates a particularly painful time one that unfolds when two disparate dynamics occur simultaneously pulling the psyche in seemingly opposing directions the first is a lifting of the veil this means truths that have been kept in the dark are revealed seeing and unearthed very scorpionic no matter how relieving it is to witness them come into the light an element of despair and grief follows the second dynamic is the regeneration that comes from the wreckage of the revealed truth <laughs> the old narrative breaks and a new story forms apocalypsis energy is similar to a forest fire's devastation for the sake of regeneration stop it <laughs> literally the veil lifts and we see who and what has been hiding from the nakedness of the truth, a child is born. Have faith in the process. Hold on to your center. That is the only way. I love it. Wow. That. Mm. Pin the tail on the donkey. Ooh. <laughs> a little close to the bone there. I mean, really. More like sucking on the marrow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anything else you want to say? No, it's Good to, to share it. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> share your stories. Keep me posted. I will gladly be wanting to hear all of your solar eclipse stories. And amidst this, you know, I think that the Taurus new moon and the Taurus Scorpio eclipse, like, it's holding us in a sense of, like, come back to the body. Like, come back to what's nourishing um, with all the intensity and all the depths. Like, what do you need? You know, what do you need when your lungs are burning? What do you need when you've been around smoke all night? What do you need when no one has slept? What do you need? <laughs> you know, how does the body want to be tended to in the midst of this intensity? And also that it's okay if the intensity is taking center stage in this moment right? Like it's okay if we're not sleeping as well. It's okay if we're not eating as well. It's okay if we feel anxious. It's okay if we feel strange and uncomfortable. Like there are times like this when we are meant to be deeply stirred and it doesn't have to be <laughs> known or comfortable or, or rhythmic or routine. You know, we're meant to be shaken out of our routines and stirred. And, and I think this is one of those moments. All right, and with that, Heather and I will leave you here. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave me a review by going to jenantil.com. Once you do, you're going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your radical transformation. Damn, that's cool, right? To book an astrology reading with me, you can go to my website at jenantil.com or find me on Instagram at jen underscore antil underscore astrology. And again, my last name is Antil. It's like anthill, but without an H. You got this. All right. Thanks for listening to StarCast. Until next time. <laughs>